A company trying to get an IT services contract with Health and Human Services decided to go the protest route. As Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell might have said, the company lost the first time, but it persisted. Persistence paid off, as we learned from Washington Procurement Attorney Joseph Petrillo. And Joe, you don't see too many companies protest then protest again, then protest again. So tell us about this particular case. Sure. This is a procurement by uh, CMS, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services. It was done as a small business set-aside, and what they're looking for are IT services, some high-end professional services, to maintain and extend the health insurance marketplace. So this is a very important uh, critical function that they're doing, and It's the marketplace, I believe, used by the um, Affordable Care Act to determine who gets what insurance to purchase insurance. It was a classic procurement with price and uh, non-price factors, technical personnel, past performance, and uh, 508 evaluation. The procurement went ahead. CMS ultimately said that uh, they were not going to do a price realism evaluation, but the procurement at every stage specifically included an evaluation of compensation for professional employees, which is something required by the FAR in procurements of this type at this dollar amount. And there's a specific clause that needs to be put in the solicitation to tell bidders that they're going to have a searching evaluation of their professional employees' compensation. What happened in this particular instance, however, was that we they started out with six awardees. That was winnowed down to two. And then we had a round of what turned out to be five protests by uh, each of the two finalists in the procurement. Initially, the uh, procurement was awarded to Sparksoft. Scope, the other bidder, Scope Infotech, went to GAO. Initially, uh, the agency said they take corrective action. They reevaluated, but still awarded to Sparksoft. Second protest, GAO held alternative dispute resolution. CMS said, okay, we'll reevaluate, continue to award to Sparksoft. Scope protested a third time to GAO. This one went to decision. GAO sustained the protest on grounds that weren't relevant later on, which led to an entire rebidding process with discussions. But after this rebidding process, The awardee now turned out to be Scope, the initial protester and the initial awardee, then decided, well, I guess I'll protest. They went to the Court of Federal Claims, and shortly after they filed to the Court of Federal Claims, CMS realized that they conducted their price evaluation not on the final proposals submitted in the rebidding process, but on the initial proposals submitted in the rebidding process. So they decided that was indefensible. Well, uh, hang on they, just a second. So the first sure. the first time the award went to Spark, and that was sustained on two protests, and then on the third protest, GAO reversed its decision, it sounds like. GAO never reached the decision. CMS went back and de- did a reevaluation both times, came up with the same awardee. The third time, they came up with a different awardee. Got it. And this time, Scope. So now the situation's reversed. The positions are reversed. Scope, which was the protester, is now the awardee. Sparksoft, which was the initial awardee, is now the protester. Yeah, so they'd come through two protests figuring this is in the bag, and then the third time they lost. Exactly. Uh, So (laughs) Sparksoft um, is now at the court. I guess they decided, well, we'll we'll try at the court of federal claims. And as I mentioned, early on in that process, CMS realized that they'd used the wrong price quotes for the price evaluation. So that wasn't going to fly. 
and they told the court that they uh, hadn't made a final award decision. So the uh, court protest was dismissed. They conducted a, an evaluation using the correct price quotes in the rebidding process and affirmed their decision to award to Scope. So at this point, the protesters are four for four, and Sparksoft says, what, what do we have to lose? They go, go back to the Court of Federal Claims, and that results in uh, this decision. We are speaking with procurement attorney Joseph Petrillo of Petrillo and Powell, and that decision is who got the award finally? Well, the decision basically sustains the protest of the Court of Federal Claims, and now the procurement goes back to CMS. They have to figure out what they're going to do with it. Are they going to reevaluate it? Or are they going to ask for another round of bidding? Probably it's just going to be a reevaluation. But it shows that even at this stage, there are still errors being made in the procurement, specifically on the evaluation of the compensation of professional employees. It's a little hard to tell what CMS did do in the uh, evaluation of professional employees' compensation uh, at this stage of the procurement from the court's decision. But it's interesting that the court found uh, troublesome the fact that in this last round of bidding after the GAO protest had been sustained, uh, Scope had lowered its price by 31 percent. Uh, an enormous uh, in, you know, in, in, cut in prices in order to get the contract. And the court felt that that raised a red flag. Are they really going to pay adequate professional compensation? Or maybe they uh, had simply inflated the heck out of their costs the first time, thinking they could be more profitable. Well, there, there was information, you know, fairly detailed information in the price proposals indicating uh, what the margins were. And that was required, of course, because of this evaluation of professional compensation. And in the course of the bid protest, it looked like for some of the employees, Scope might make a small profit, but the protester pointed out that for other employees at the midpoint compensation levels, it looked like they were going to lose money. And the court felt that that cast into doubt whether or not they were going to pay adequate compensation to their professional employees. Now the case is nobody has the award and CMS is, what are they doing? Are they starting over or reevaluating the same old bids or what? Well, they have a declaratory judgment from the court saying you've got to do a realism analysis on these professional compensation plans as required by the FAR. And so I guess they're back, not to square one, but they're back reevaluating the offers and deciding whether or not uh, the awardee's proposal, Scope's proposal, really does have an adequate compensation plan. Well, let me ask you this. Um, In light of what the GSA has launched, which is a program to try to beef up debriefings in these types of cases, would a more thorough debriefing the first time around have helped everybody? I doubt that would be the case because it would... uh, uh, A debriefing is highly unlikely to indicate exactly what people are going to pay their employees. I I think that's information that would be considered proprietary. Got it. So uh, that might not have helped in this particular instance. I think what this, uh, what this case is interesting for when I look at it is, you know, we've long had this doctrine in government contracts that you don't care so much about what the price is as long as the company is offering to perform the services or provide the goods that it's proposing, and it's going to do that and going to be able to do that 
in any event. There's this theory that, well, if you want to lose money on a government contract, you've got every right to do so. In this case, the court seemed to be very troubled by the fact that the price didn't seem to have enough money to pay adequate compensation for professional employees. And they interpreted the FAR, court interpreted the FAR as really requiring that type of analysis. So this may be a dent in that, uh, in that doctrine. I think it's also significant, perhaps, that these were small business offerors and they're probably unable to sustain very serious losses if they occur on these contracts. But you, know, you have to be skeptical in the real world as to whether or not people are, are going to accept the loss or whether they're going to find a way to uh, grimp on what they're providing and cut the costs. Joe Petrillo is a procurement attorney with Petrillo and Powell. Interesting case. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.